1: I'm here today with a friend that I met on the airplane on my way back from Scotland about a month ago. And it's such a cool story. Um, we were flying from London back to New York and I was sitting by Lisa. and she seemed super nice and, My husband was in the middle between us and I found out she was a teacher from Nashville. And then at the very last like hour of the plane ride, Lisa and I started talking and found out what a cool, inspiring, amazing person she is. So I was like, she's shaking her head already. Um, So I'll go ahead and say to Lisa Schaefer. Hello. Hello, thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for coming. This is just right up my alley, the story that I've learned about you. But just to give you a little bit of background about Lisa, she is a sixth grade teacher and teacher in Nashville, Tennessee. And she does a lot. She is what I would call an overfunctioner. She is a two time teacher of the year at Meg's Magnet School in Nashville. She's also the school's athletic director volleyball coach and student council advisor and she has two young adult kids that are in their early 20s and you can read about her in an article um, in the Tennessean and the title of this article um which came back in March I believe um said inspired students begin leaving money hidden all over Nashville and um In this article, it says that Lisa inspires children for a living. And I love that. Yeah, that was a very nice compliment that he gave me. That Mm -hmm. is. And I think the author of this article quoted you as saying that you believe the best words you can possibly hear are, you inspired me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think we were both feeling that way. um, Because I I can
0: tell that Keith, the um, reporter in the Titusian, that he... um, really has a path to do that if you look back at any of his work and his writings you can tell that's kind of what he's vested in i um, inspiring mm. others and so I think that really resonated with him when I initially said you inspired me and I had to take your story a little further so okay. um, that's
1: a very nice introduction it makes me sound very very busy luckily I'm on summer break right now <laughs> <laughs> and you're busy on your summer break and nice to share your time with this um Yeah, well, you know, and as you and I were talking um, on the plane, and then we were talking a little bit last week, just about kind of the passion for bringing positive energy and inspiring young people like you work with a lot of 11, 12, 13, and and probably up with your volleyball, you have some older kids as well, Um, but just inspiring them to be leaders and to try to spread goodwill and, and just kind of make the world a better, brighter place in a time that seems so dark. And, you know, sometimes it feels like the world is going to hell in the (laughs) handbasket. Exactly. It's nice to have some good news, right? Come across. I think that's why the story kind of took
0: off a little bit because initially it was not meant to be as big as it's become. Um, But I think people just in this day and time, we've just come out of this period, maybe still going through it where we really want some positive news. And so yes. I love that this has taken the life that it has, because that is so important to me to be a positive role model for my students and for my um, my volleyball players, um, to my own family, and um, to really let them connect with just being the best versions of themselves. I think that's really important for them to just try to tap into what are their gifts and what are their strengths, but also to tweak it in a way where they're being empathetic and kind and thinking of others. Um, it's definitely guided me through student council. That's part of our real platform is that we like to give back. And I, I feel very lucky. I teach in the school that I do. And I have a lot of future leaders that I um, get to teach and mentor. And so I take that really seriously. And mm. this story itself kind of took its own life, but it was really based on that, just giving back and caring about others.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I want you to tell more about that story. But before I forget, you know, you just touched on something that you and I spoke about on the planes, how we both believe that everyone is gifted. Right. And I think one sub point below that, that I hear you saying now, and I saw in your article, just you believe that anyone could be a leader, and they need to maybe discover their inner leadership potential, and their power to change the world through small things. And especially like you know, random acts of kindness, which is, is so cool. So, um, yeah, so w- one thing before I'd love for you to just tell your story, but um, and if I get any details wrong, then please correct me because I don't mind being never perfect. <laughs> I love the title of your podcast so much. <laughs> Thank you. I don't mind making. Mistakes. I want the T-shirt. I want the T-shirt. <laughs> oh yes, I've been talking about doing a T-shirt. Oh, I'll send you one fun. if we do. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I know you have a dog, and you're worried your dog might make noise. I have a cat that might make noise, and we don't care. Like <laughs> life, that's how work. life is. That's exactly but, it. <laughs> but um but it's so neat because you know even just your story and how such a huge publicity came around this with just a small thing of like your sister or sister-in-law saying, Lisa, you should check out this article. Right. Then you checked out that article and then you did this neat experiment with your class and then it exploded and you were on the Kelly Clarkson show back in March. I know. I know. So it's just wild, truthfully. It's just wild. No, I,
0: I my sister-in-law knows me very well and she knows, um, how, um i'm driven to um, be a very charitable student council advisor and Mm -hmm. so when she read the story by keith about this twos fairy um she just knew it was right at my alley. And so she had cut it out. She's one of those who still gets the the actual paper.
1: I love it. (laughs) So just, just in case people thought you said the tooth fairy, um, Lisa said the tooth fairy, which is T W O S like the number two. And it relates to leaving dollar bills, uh, strewn around to give people a boost. Can you kind of just tell, tell the listeners about it? Right. So
0: um, there's a family that lives here in Nashville, and they think that like $2 bills are lucky. And so they would just leave it around their neighborhood, um, just with a little note saying, I hope this brightens your day. And the Twos Ferry family sent an email to the reporter in the Tennessean, and he took it and did his own spin on the Twos Ferry. And he ended up doing... 10 dollar bills in his baggies and had them hid them around town and so i really love the idea of that and so i brought it back to my class and i had told them about it in january and we started brainstorming about ways to get our baggies out there and we decided we were going to write a note um, from our class and that we were going to put $5 bills um, because it was on my my dime, as, as Keith says in his article, it was on uh-huh. my dime. So um, I decided I could $30 was something I could ma- uh, manage. Uh-huh. And so I did two per class. So I teach three classes, uh-huh. um, three blocks of kids. And we were in their argument argumentative sorry a unit and they decided that they were going to shoot videos a little little flip grids and wow. they were going to use persuasive techniques to promote where they thought their baggies should be um placed and um, then we voted on it and the top six, six kids won so they were kind of hid around the city we ended up getting a donation um and we hid four more and we heard back from several people, um, which was really exciting for the kids, um, but some of the places that they were. Mm-hmm. Um, had put out there some of their uh, Flipgrid videos where they wanted to put them in um, hospitals or they wanted to put their bag in a homeless shelter or near one. They wanted to um, put them in animal shelters. And one job was really sweet and he wanted to put it outside of a, um, a school because he knew mm-hmm. teachers had been working so hard oh. um, through COVID, which was super sweet. Um, mm-hmm. But the top six um, included hospitals, animal shelters, and homeless shelters. Those mm-hmm. were basically the ones where we hit them. Mm. places where we hit them. And when we got responses back, the kids were thrilled, of course, you know, uh-uh. um, and they were really excited just to hit, see the stories. And there was um, one guy who was a college student here in town. He found it. His dog actually found the bag mm-hmm. and um, he needed to pick me up that day. So he used it to, to buy a cup of coffee and he um, was so cute. He sent videos and pictures of his dog. And so the kids love that.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. And then we, our homeless shelter, not homeless, I'm sorry, um, our um, animal humane um, center here, they found one. And so they reached out to us, which was really sweet. And then uh, we had a minister at a church reach out to us. And so that's really where it took a big turn. Um, and, uh, prior to that, the Tennessean, of course, had put an article about us. Um, we were on, um, the news channel five here, the local news channel, which was really nice. Kids mm. were really thrilled. They were on that, um, episode. And then, um, we were on the Bobby bone show. We were just on a couple, um, national, uh, syndicate radio things and, than the Kelly Clarkson show. So contract. cool. This is crazy, crazy, crazy.
1: Uh, people you know. must have been just starved for an inspiring feel-good story. And yeah. it's really cool. And, you know, one thing that struck me as you were explaining the details were you know, how you really maximize the learning opportunities. I mean, you did, you're did. you not just teaching them how to debate and argue points, but you're really also finding inspiring ways to think about how you can touch people's lives. And um, I think... You all like had a little note inside the baggie that said, "Hey, we're a class of people, you know, from a school. Could you email us if you if you feel like it?" And and so that's how you found out who got the money, right? Right.
0: We wanted to see the journey where it would take us, but um, yes, you're right. So it it was great timing in that we were actually doing our persuasive unit, and so that we could really instill some of those things. But um, I love that. I love when all of that kind of comes together, you
1: know? Yeah. It's like a lesson within a lesson within a lesson. (laughs) You
0: can't plan those things. Those things just happen almost, you know, and I would have never thought that um, I would have been doing my persuasive unit this way because I've, you know, done it various ways over my teaching career, but this was probably the most unique (laughs) for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was great to be able to mix that with it's giving, giving to others and giving for them to think about where would five dollars make a difference, you know?
1: yeah. Um,
0: so, so yeah, so that part was just incredible. And, and, uh, we have a great relationship. My class does with the reporter from the Tennessean, but we also have a great uh, relationship with this minister, um, who received $10,000, um, to, uh, create these refugee buckets basically from the Ukraine. So that's where, Kelly Clarkson came into play and she donated that money to the to the church, and they have been very kind and are going to sponsor my two sperry bags for the remainder of my career because because i'm going to do it for the remainder of my
1: remainder.
0: You know, so generous and it just makes me so happy to think that, you know, there's just all these children um, in my future classes are going to have this experience and this opportunity. And, um, you know, the goal is that they will continue to do things like this on their own um, Mm -hmm. to give back in ways that are helpful and meaningful. And um, it's just a big part of just who I am as a teacher, really truthfully. Yeah, um, he is my buzzword in my classroom, we we look at lots of things based on just um, having empathy. Um, wow. And I think for middle school, especially, it's super important, because it's a time where kids can not always be nice, you know, they're discovering mm-hmm. who they are. And, and just like all of us, right, they're never perfect, they don't always make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. But um, um, but I think if you have those conversations, and then of course, and you put it into action, like something like the choose very bag, it makes it very relevant. Um, and, Um, they can relate to it in a way that was powerful, I hope, you know, Mm. along those lines. That's the goal.
1: Yeah. Well, when you can teach a curriculum, but add deeper things such as teaching integrity or empathy or inspire people to be leaders and to see how little random acts of kindness can really go a long way, like small things go such a long way, like literally just your sister-in-law Sharing that article with you—that right. seemed like a tiny thing, but look at the effects of that. It's uh, to me it's mind blowing
0: almost. You know, that's where you really just can't plan things like this, and it's you know just amazing. Here I I meet you on the airplane, and we're just moms, and we're talking, and next thing you know, you're telling me you you know you're about your story and your show, and and um, I'm
1: telling you my story. And all of a sudden, we have this connection. And it it works. Right. Yeah. And you know, you never know the ripple effects of what you're teaching these kids with empathy or how to be kind and do little things. And I really I work with a lot of teens and you know even adults that have like social anxiety and they really underestimate themselves and their ability to make a difference in the world and when they have someone like a teacher like yourself who really sees and believes in them and what they're capable of and inspires them to say little things can have a ripple effect that you can't even imagine and you may not ever even know right that's the thing right you may not know and that was part of our discussion too
0: but But I love that when you say that about you know um, the student that were I guess or saw your patients that would be Uh struggling with just what are their gifts, what are their talents, what do they have that's worthy, and and that is something that I take very seriously as a teacher because middle school is such an interesting time, you know, Um, it is such a developmental, uh, growing time, and so everybody has to recognize in my mind their gifts. I will be doing them a disservice if I'm not trying to do that and help them.
1: That's right. And developing them as people and not just as students. Um, you know, I've, I've loved that show. I can't remember if you and I talked about Ted Lasso, but like we did. It is, it, or it, I, I know, you know of it. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just the way he cares more about the performance of, I mean, not, I mean more than about the performance of his athletes, but just who they are as people and them growing and being the best versions of themselves. Yeah. Right. Um, why? Why I like the show? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, so I wrote down a few quotes of, um, you know, some of the the things that I feel like how people forget that they can change the world or how little things go a long way, and um, I I saw a little clip. I was trying to remember this because I was going to bring it up to you. I remember 10 or 15 years ago about these young college kids who were called the complimenting guys. Mm. And I don't know who started it, but I, I Googled it today. And there were some guys at Purdue University that had like a little video and then some at Washington University. And they would just stand on a certain day of the week out and just compliment everyone that walked by. I've seen things like that. Yeah. Have you? Yes. Yeah. I and love that. It just puts changes, you know, your mood, and it gets your day off to a good start, and gives you a boost. And I, I wonder if that's part of why your story, you know, just like went viral, kind of, right? Right, because generally it
0: was just to hopefully just you know help somebody that day, or for them to um, pass it forward, maybe to someone who you know needed it. And five dollars isn't a lot, so it's we're out there, you know. Being able to, to help in any kind of great way, but it was mostly about, hey, you know, we're, we see you, you know, yes. basically, right? Whoever, yeah. we see you. We know so there are people out there who would love, you know, an extra cup of coffee or um, know someone who, you know, $5 is going to buy them a sandwich that day or, yeah.
1: you know, and people are starved. Star- yeah. And I think people are starved for good news and positivity. And, um, you know, even complimenting a stranger. And I actually have a a funny story that (laughs) might make you laugh. Probably about five years ago, before I started doing yoga, this is a little plug for yoga. um, I still could stand to lose weight. I'm sure my doctor would be like, you probably need to lose like 15 or 20 more pounds. But I when I started yoga, I lost a whole pant size in two months. That's amazing. And so, yeah, I know it was really surprising and toning muscles that I probably underused and, you know, things like that. Right. But uh, before that, I was walking my kids to school and I had a dress on kind of like the one you can see me, the audience can't see me, but um, kind of this little, you know, summery dress and it was a little bit fitted. And this woman, I didn't know another mother at school drop off said, you look good from every angle. Oh, I done that. I know it made me feel so good. And here I am five years later. I don't even know who she is. And right. I never saw her again, but it gave me such a boost. And I still remember it five years later. Right. So um, we've yeah. done something
0: similar like that with, with student council, where we've um, put compliments on people's lockers. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah, I think it's along those lines just to basically say, hey, we see you. You're doing you know, great today. That's and we so also cool. do that with sidewalk chalk at my school, too. We'll go out and put random acts of, I mean, random little kind of sayings out. on.
1: Mm.
0: I love stuff like that. I yeah. It's really important for for people to have a boost
1: every once in a while. You know, oh, something yeah. unexpected. It's so nice. Yeah. We need good news. And so many people are avoiding the news. I honestly avoid the news a lot myself. And then I pull up my computer in the morning at work and it's saying, so-and-so died, so-and-so is sick, this person murdered someone, and it's like, maybe there might be one piece of good news and like seven pieces of really depressing news about war. I really wanted to switch. Yes.
0: (laughs) Just for our own culture and our own peace of mind, I would love for that mentality of, I was a journalism major, actually my first year of college, and so um, I made the switch, but um, I just remember... It was I watched the news all the time that year. I wanted to just mm. learn more and learn more. And I just remember feeling very heavy. Mm. Yeah. Just was it just seemed as if the news was just always so heavy. Yes. And if you're just sure. watching that, you know, over and over again, it, it it's hard. It's hard to see through all of that. You know, yeah. it really gets you down for sure. So wow. I yeah, I think that's part of it. It's just people were looking for good news.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, so one little side um, question, which I didn't prepare you for, but I know you have a lot of wisdom with this. I think your story about your career journey and you being a journalism major, and you told me on the flight, you'd been a flight attendant for quite a Mm -hmm. while. um, And then you had a really big health scare a few years ago with cancer. And (laughs) you know, I guess I just wonder if you could tell a little bit about your story and how you came to where you are, because you just seem like you are in the perfect calling. And, and I think everyone agrees that teachers are underpaid. Um, it's, kind of a sacrifice in that sense, because you could be, you know, um, in a more lucrative career by far. But for people that are graduating college or young adults that think, what am I going to do with my life? How do you find your calling? And here you are. I mean, to me, it's just incredible to see someone like you doing what you're doing and making the most of it. That's very nice.
0: No, I think, yeah, my story probably isn't unique in the way that, you know, I, I didn't land my career Uh, my, my lifelong career right out of college. I changed a couple of times. So Mm -hmm. um, I did, I started as a journalism major, then I went business and went the business route. Mm -hmm. And I decided I was going to uh, be a flight attendant. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I would probably go into management there. I would use my business degree. I would just be a flight attendant for a couple of years and travel. And um, Mm -hmm. I had just somebody recommend it to me and I had never thought of it before. Um, But all through my 20s, um, I'm not in my twenties anymore. <laughs> out through my twenties, I felt as if, uh, I was missing something. There was, I was missing a piece to my mm-hmm. school. Basically. I knew that there was more out there for myself and I, I couldn't quite figure out what it was. It was nice to be in the hospitality you know, industry and to meet about of people and try to make people feel comfortable. And that felt really good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't consider myself to be a giver. Mm-hmm. um and that, that fits that part of my personality um but i just kept feeling that that i was missing something and so um i decided to go back to school and get my teaching degree And so i have two degrees but um um mm. and it was the best decision i ever made it was the very uh, best decision be i ever ever I walked into my um li- luckily the school that i went to here it's a great school um they have a great education um, department trebecca mm-hmm. and um they put us in the classroom right off the bat. And I, at that point, I was in my early thirties and I just walked into a classroom and just thought, this is, this is what I was missing. This is the part mm-hmm. that I needed. And I was a mom at that point. So it, um, I felt like that gave me some extra little wisdom <laughs> to yeah. be able to tackle this new career. Um, and, I walked into a middle, I thought I was going to be an elementary school teacher because my boys were so young mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like that would be my niche. And I walked into a middle school classroom and I, I, I was, these are my people.
1: That's I, <laughs>
0: these are my people. Amazing. I absolutely love that age. And when you find that as a teacher, it's a, really a true blessing. And not everybody gets that off the bat. Sometimes you just have to take a job because there's, you know, one, that's an opportunity. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It takes then, a lot of trial and error.
0: I, and I was in, I guess, maybe because I waited. Yeah. <laughs> and so the powers that be thought, go ahead and let's get her in the right place, the right fit, you know, at this time. And I've been doing it for 20 years and I've been at a wonderful school with great colleagues and amazing students. And it's not always perfect,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and there's yeah.
0: definitely challenges. I would say the last few years have, have presented the biggest challenges I've ever seen in my my career and and every teacher that I No, it says the same thing. So it's been very, very um, challenging and it took a lot for us to be able to teach effectively. Hopefully we did that effectively Mm -hmm. through virtual teaching. Um, But it also for me, I'm a lifelong learner. That's something I like to promote to my own students. Um, It really was. It fed me as well because Mm -hmm. it it forced my hand to try something or try lots of things that I had not tried Mm -hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, And so that was a real benefit for sure. And um, right before all that happened, I was diagnosed with cancer and I um, beat it, which was great. And But I went right from that to COVID um, and to virtual teaching. And so it was a, a challenging time and I felt disconnected in a lot of ways with my students because we were just on laptops and I wasn't doing all the things that I love to do so much, which is to be a part of my um my building, you know, I wasn't doing volleyball. I wasn't doing student council. We did it to some degree, but it was, Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything to the extent that, um, that I was used to. And I, Mm -hmm. again, was reminded how much it just fed me, you know, and that's what I could say Mm -hmm. to people that are, that are out there and trying to figure out what they really want to do with their world Mm -hmm. and with their career is Mm -hmm. find something that feeds your soul. Yeah. Because it, it is going to be hard. Not everything's going to be easy, there's, not, there's going to be tough times. But if you know you're doing something that is really, really benefiting you personally, and mm. that you're then benefiting others because of it, it's just a win-win. It um, oh, yeah. really, really is. And then for it to just continue to kind of uh, happen and rejuvenate itself, I guess, each year for me is just a sign that I'm still in the right place and doing the
1: right thing. Uh. Um, you know, yeah, even through all those obstacles with health and then COVID and virtual and social distancing and oh just a nightmare. Um, a lot. yeah, it definitely was a, a very rough time. But um
0: I have to say that it inspires me now still to keep fighting and keep trying and 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 hopefully this Tooth Fairy project might lead on to lead to the next big thing, you know, the next thing uh-huh. that's going to permit promote empathy and for students to be able to give back and uh, I really look for, I'm looking forward to the school year this yeah our first let's hope
1: our first yeah year.
0: since it's all happened that we it'll look normal you know yeah as normal as middle school could be <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you know another object lesson in what you're talking about that it relates to people who are trying to figure out their careers and grow up and all that is, you know, well, well, here's a side note and then here's the big object lesson. The side note is it's not often a direct path for many people. They take a job to pay the bills, they're trying to refine their interest and their calling and they're they're growing up, they're getting older, they're maturing and they're figuring out who they are and getting exposed to new opportunities. But who would have ever thought you thinking about business and You know, working on the plane and then thinking you go into management and then you teach and you're like, I'm home here. And then you didn't think it was going to be middle school and you're like, okay, this is where I belong. These are my people. And so I think just reminding these young adults and, you know, teenagers, just, you know, you will figure it out and you can figure it out. You don't, you're not supposed to have it all figured out when you're really young. But the other huge object lesson that I love what you're saying is, redefining success mm-hmm. as i found a, ca- a calling and a passion for what i do i look forward to work i it's meaningful mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how much money you make like so many people worry like i want to be a farmer or i want to be an artist but maybe that won't impress people if it doesn't make a lot of money mm-hmm. and um you are proud of what you do in a good way not an arrogant way but you're very at peace and very inspired and feel like you've achieved what you set out to do which is to make a difference and inspire people not make you know two hundred thousand dollars a year i mean two hundred thousand dollars a year would be really nice but
0: (laughs) (laughs) but no you're right um i've always said that um Teaching is not one that's going to feed your bank, it's going to be what feeds you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a, that's a hard one for I think for young people to see or to try to. I will tell you, I, I went into business because I was advised my dad um, mm-hmm. just didn't make a lot of money and um, I started talking at first about journalism and then teaching. And he's like, No, 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 I go into business. And so I was there, I did the mm-hmm. same thing. It's not never too late, you know, that's all that's and, right.
1: And teaching may not be for everyone like that's kind of like the permission we need to give ourselves to say there might have been someone that became a teacher at 24 years old. And they're like, I don't know if this is for me. I'm absolutely. So yeah. And that's OK. Their calling might
0: be something different. It's absolutely. I mean, I just think just being open to um, what choices are out there for you to get informed, you know, and recognize that you um if you're a lifelong learner, if you use that as one of your banners, you know, flags, uh-huh. wave, that there's so many opportunities out there. It doesn't mean that you have to stop doing exactly what you're doing, everything right now. Uh-huh. Like, for example, I was thinking that I might start selling real estate on the side. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my sister-in-law sells real, real estate. And I thought, this doesn't mean I have to stop teaching. You know what I mean? No. I'm just interested in something else too, you know? So uh-huh. I think, yeah, if I can be any... I can be an example to anyone I know you work with young adults mm-hmm. um that's not too late and you don't have to know all the answers right off the bat and it's okay you know, yeah. know what you're yeah. doing and where you're going and um
1: yeah. what your career is going to be you'll you will get there you will figure it out that's right like having that faith that it'll work out and I tell a lot of my clients one thing you can guarantee is that life will be an adventure yeah. and you will find a way to make ends meet. You know. And just don't worry about what people think if you're like, you know, I actually want to have a farm with animals, but I'm going to be a bartender to make money Mm -hmm. on the side, like be proud of that, like pursue your passion doesn't matter what other people think about it, you know. Have goals, just have goals. I think sometimes for
0: younger people, and just because I have two <laughs> that are trying mm-hmm. to figure out their um, mm-hmm. life in their world right now, sometimes just having goals, whatever it might be, and it may not be the big picture goal. It could be mm-hmm. you know some small goals that you're working yeah. towards that fill you and and satisfy you. And um, you know, I think immediate gratification is such um, a big deal in our society Mm -hmm. right now. And I do worry a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) about this generation of children that are coming up that have drawn technology way too early because of COVID. Um, I am definitely concerned and we have some, um, I have some great lessons that I do in my class where we have to have no screens. We have to look old school. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not too much. We have to you know, balance it all out, but um, um, I am concerned that that immediate gratification or you see what's out there on all of these social media platforms. Um, and you don't really know how to make that fit for you, but you think that's ideal and I, yeah. I it's a
1: tricky one. It's a tricky one. Oh yeah, it is tricky. Um, Well, and, you know, I was just thinking, too, even about you believing in yourself. Um, I see people all the time. We're just talking about this in a podcast with the imposter syndrome or people Mm -hmm. that have self-limiting beliefs. And you were brave enough to go on the Kelly Clarkson show and the news channel. And and even this, like I have friends that are just really well-respected colleagues and whatever professions. And some of them are too scared to come on my podcast because they have the imposter. Syndrome, and I'm like, you're so underestimating yourself. So, I, <laughs> I like it. that. I get a little nervous, I'm not gonna lie. I'm very <laughs> nervous, um, and but I do push like through it.
0: it. Well, I do push through it, but I like it better. I what I've decided for myself is I like it when it's the attention's great, but I want it to be about my students or my volleyball players, yeah, about all of us. So, for me, that was um, but yes, I, I do get a little nervous as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand.
0: I'm not uh, I'm not self-imposing any limits on myself. I think it's just, you know, I'm used to being in front of a lot of 12-year-olds. That... <laughs> <laughs> and, and the story is really about the class and our project. So um, yeah,
1: like it, empowering people. That it is. Is. But I can understand your friends. I know it's, it's hard sometimes to put yourself out there. Yeah, I mean, I think 90% of the population has imposter syndrome or, you Uh know, self so and I do I understand it. I just I don't want young kids either to grow up just never seeing what they're capable of, Mm -hmm. and not putting themselves out there. And so that's where I just ways to reach out to strangers. Like, in fact, I printed out in preparation for this, I printed out a couple of random acts of kindness oh. handouts. I feel like this was such a thing, like 20 years ago when um, oh, we is. were, you know, yeah. you'd always heard about random acts of kindness. And my kids have shown me, me a few like TikTok videos with really sweet things of giving money to someone homeless or, but um, just these little things that, you know, I think for anyone, but definitely those with social anxiety, realizing, you know, here's some there like 10 or 12 random acts of kindness that are small, hold the door for someone, go to a dog park and leave a basket of balls for people like this is kind of like, you know, just to feel good, like, oh, who brought all these tennis balls, like that's amazing. Um, buy school supplies for a teacher, mm-hmm. um, donate old clothes to charity. Check in on loved ones. That's a big one. Like a lot of people don't realize just the leadership you can take by just following up. And some of them will go, Oh, that might be weird. Like I heard that girl say her grandmother was in the hospital, but I didn't know her that well. And that might be weird. No, it's not. They're going to be like, What a nice, thoughtful person. Like I want to know that person better. That's very, very true. I mean, probably some people are listening to this right now and recognizing that they do those things. Yes. And they don't think of it as being um, a random act of kindness. It's just, Yes, you know who they are. Yes. And you know what I've been meaning to do this is, you know, really challenge the listeners, like send out five texts this week to someone checking on them, you know, ask following up on something. Um, just, you know, telling them that you miss them or you, you know, I had a friend that used to say, I miss your face. And it was so funny. I'm not, I wasn't really familiar with that phrase, but just something positive to people. And if we all did that five times a week, like extra, you're right. Imagine how that would trickle out to, oh, you know, So important, so important.
0: Yeah. I have done that over the years where all, um, I'll, I don't tell them in ahead of time, but if I see somebody being kind, just a random mm-hmm. act of kindness, that I reward them in some way. Oh. Um, and so they don't know it until it happens. Yeah. And I used to have, and I'm going to bring it back. My school was actually hit by a tornado right before COVID. Oh, so, no. And I, But I, and I'm so glad you just said it. This is, I love that. And I love conversations like this. But I had a, a random act of kindness board. And so uh-huh. I would take their photo, print it, and put it up um, if they did something like that just to spur on that. So yeah. initially, they don't know. And of course, they're all trying to be kind <laughs> around to me. But, yeah. you know, it's in the moment type of thing where they don't recognize someone's watching it and, rec- and realizing that they're doing something just because they're being kind and thoughtful. Right. Um, I think any of these things can just help to promote that. Because, again, we get, we're get we very screen-driven at the moment. Yes. And so these are things that more than likely you can do without a screen, you know, where they're yeah, yeah. one kind in a way that's effective for them, that speaks mm-hmm. to them. That's nice that that has a lot of choices on it as well. You know, yeah. some people think that they would be capable of doing, you know, versus others. But I love the idea of the, uh, what is it, a box of tennis balls for...
1: Yeah, the dog park. Yes. So cute. (laughs) It said leave a basket of balls at the dog park. And, you know, just things that make you feel happy. Like anytime I see someone blowing bubbles, I just notice people just smile or you see people ice skating or sometimes I go biking with the kids and people will just drive by and they're just smiling. And it just feels like sort of that old leave it to beaver. Like maybe (laughs) the world isn't really going to hell in a (laughs) handbasket. Like there's still (laughs) hold some things like balls at a dog park and you know know, bubbles and um but anyway just to um let's see read a book with your child give someone a just because gift that's one thing i did that i really would like to do more for teachers but Mm -hmm. during um covid The yoga studio, the manager of my yoga studio that I go to was very fried and frazzled. And, you know, they're trying to like have people take their temperature on the way in. And and I would say, oh, your job must be twice as hard as it used to be. And she goes, try three times and probably how teachers feel. Absolutely. Yes. So I would just bring some little Three or four or $5 soap in as a gift, like every few weeks here and there. And she was just like, Oh, this just helped me so much.
0: And so true. It's so true. I mean, I think even, even like you said, a compliment, you have no idea how far just something little like that. A compliment three, yes. a little small item just to show that you, you know, you're thinking yeah. of someone. It's just so valuable.
1: Yeah, we need a boost of happiness and a boost of joy and there's just such bad news. So, and um, oh, make cookies for a neighbor, <clears throat> give a coworker kudos, um, pay for the person behind you. Those are some oh, fun. I love those, yes. Yeah, those are fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, or when you receive them, like a, in, a, in a you know the coffee line, you receive a free coffee. You're like,
1: oh, yes, yeah, that's <laughs> so fun.
0: It's so cool. make you want to do. For me, it always makes me want to do it. You know, twice, um, twice. You know, I called the next two times that I go to the coffee shop that I want to buy, you know, coffee for
1: others. That's what it
0: spurs me on. So you just sharing that hopefully will spur others and wanting to do something. I hope
1: so. Yeah. especially just people reaching out through text or something to just check on people, encourage people, give them a compliment. Like, here's one word that came, comes to mind when I think of you. I mean, that could make someone's whole week.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You're, I'm not, right now, I'm just bulleting things because I have a couple now ideas that I want to do just based on this conversation. Good.
1: Um, yeah. And maybe you could call it like the $2 ideas that can change the world, you know? yes, And that'd be nice piggyback off my two... Tuesday yes Thursday. yes I love that yes instead um, of two dollars can change someone's day it's like things like two dollars that can change someone's week or love that trickle out I'm going to give you all the props to that <laughs> <laughs> hey I'll come talk to your class anytime if you want Do me it. to come in Nashville I would love for you to we're only up. two hours away but um well, we can we'll, zoom you in too <laughs> yes, that's true. Oh, that would be super easy. Um, well, is there anything? Well, do you want to end on that? I don't know, um, you know, your thing about when you said kind of like God or, or you know, please let me to a higher power when you uh, have cancer? Sure, 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 sure. Yes. Um, it's,
0: uh, I don't want to get choked up because it's a hard one for me to say out loud, but um, I, when you are diagnosed or, or have a, an illness that could take your life, at least for me personally, um, you know, I just prayed every day. I prayed every day, mm. and I uh, prayed for strength and guidance, and you know, um, the will and the fight. Um, but I prayed most importantly for two things, which was to, to stay here on this earth and to be mom to my boys mm. um, and to watch them grow up, and you know, all those things. And then I, I'm you know, you bargain, you bargain a little bit. And uh-huh. I bargained, and I said, God, I have. A whole lot of more good things to do. I have a lot of good things to do and I, I want to do that. Um and I prayed every day for that. And so Tuesperi is a part of that and I'm it I'm thankful, thankful that it's getting the recognition, but
1: I'm also honoring um that you promise your bargain. <laughs> That's right, my bargain. If you give uh, me more time I'll, I'll do a lot more good of the good that I want to do. I I, I want to do it a thousand times. Um ah, thousand it's incredible. Yeah. well you've done so much and the ripple effects you, you will never know i you know maybe your kids will come back to you you know in 20 or 50 years yeah. but you know but just having that faith it will trickle out and and I, bring good
0: so i think so yeah a little bit of feedback that i've already received just from someone seeing the show or you know, hearing the, the radio spot or reading the uh, Tennessean or teachers reaching out saying they wanted to implement things like this. I'm already starting to see it a little bit and then think, imagine what I don't know, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think if one person just chooses just to be kind, a little bit kinder one day, then I feel great about that. Mission accomplished. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. the story. I love it. No, oh, you're sweet. And I really am glad that we sat next to each other. Me too. I have a new <laughs> friend now
0: that's exactly right you have a new friend i'm going to keep uh, up to date on your podcast
1: and i know you think you're on instagram
0: right maybe
1: yes i am i am on instagram and facebook do you is there any um place that i should direct people
0: um to- they could go to my website if they wanted to see any of the media coverage you know i think okay. you have a link to sophia if you wanted to add that um, yeah
1: what is your your
0: website so it's um miss lisa schaefer um at Weebly.com. So So it's M-S-L-I-S-A-S-H-A-F-F-E-R. At what would you say? Weebly. Weebly.
1: W-E-E-B-L-Y. Okay. Thank you so much. And I'll definitely talk to you soon. Okay, Beth. Take care. Thank you, Lisa. Bye -bye. Bye.